Welcome back to the Anxiety Slayer podcast. I'm Shan Vanderleek here today with Stephanie Weikert. Stephanie is a certified yoga therapist, a loving mentor, dynamic teacher, author, and captivating speaker. She teaches individuals and organizations to use challenges as catalysts for growth with the time-tested wisdom of yoga. Welcome to Anxiety Slayer, Stephanie. Thanks for having me, Shan. I'm really happy to be here today. I'm happy to have you here as well. And oh, I just love talking about yoga and how helpful Mm -hmm. it can be. So this is a, a great conversation. I'd like to begin by you kind of sharing the story of your decade-long battle with stress that manifested itself as it does for so many as overwhelm and anxiety, worry, and exhaustion. Thanks for asking. So it was really throughout my 20s, started in my late teens, and I just started feeling anxious all the time about everything and um, developed a lot of unhealthy coping mechanisms. But the one that's notable because it became the one that helped me shift was that I pulled on my eyelashes and eyebrows. Um, I now know that it's a body-focused, repetitive behavior. And and a common one that many people are familiar with is uh, nail biting. Mm -hmm. And this is a similar sort of a thing that you know can develop and I just pulled on them and over the course of my late teens into my late 20s um, there were periods of time when I just was you know in a really I was really struggling with just coping with the basics of life at that point I was about 27 when I had no eyebrows or eyelashes at all. And I had bought a house and was working on renovating it myself. Talk about overwhelm. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, um, and I had this experience where I was in the bathroom. I'd been demolishing uh, this bathroom all morning and I stood up and I saw myself in the mirror and I now know now that I'm a yogi and I've studied that for for so many years that I had a an experience of my own witness consciousness at the time I called it an out-of-body experience which is a similar (laughs) similar thing but I saw myself and I recognized that the toll, you know, the toll that my stress and anxiety had been taking on me. And it was as if I saw myself for the first time and I had no eyebrows and eyelashes and I looked super strange, right? You can imagine that that's sure. a, a strange look to see back in the mirror. And the realization that I had in that moment, which is so simple, but um, profound is that I could either just keep doing what I was doing, which was just coping by numbing, distraction, taking on more, uh, you know, pulling on my eyebrows and eyelashes, you know, all of these things that were just taking me out of myself. Or I could take charge of myself. 
And that seems a little harsh because the truth is, is that in that past decade, I had tried a million different things to feel better, to get better, to do better. But there was something about that moment that just helped me realize that it was a simple, it really was a simple choice. If you don't do anything different, if you don't change anything, nothing's going to change. But if you really make the choice to stay with yourself and work with yourself and stop escaping yourself through all of these different things, then then you can change something. Sure. Was was there a, a specific catalyst or event that happened that kind of led you on this journey of stress and overwhelm before you had this out-of-body experience? Yeah, I think it was a lot of things. Um, my, my parents uh, got divorced during that time after 20 years of marriage. I was sent off to a college that I didn't want to go to. I felt like I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, like everyone else seemed to. Um, I, I had lived a somewhat sheltered life and then was sort of thrust out into the world with very little coping skills. You know, so a whole culmination of things. And it's interesting when I when I speak to women now in their 20s and even in their 30s, I hear that same thing a lot. It's just that sense of feeling lost, right? And I feel like there's so many messages of having it all and, you know, having yourself together and so many ways now that we're presented with these images of life being polished and you know beautiful and organized and uh, all wrapped up in this little bow and if you don't feel like that you know there's a there's a real sense of what's wrong with me oh my gosh all when you this... take yeah when you take that and combine that with all of the screen time and social yeah. media postings and what what yeah. you know, the what other people are doing or pretending to do or <laughs> what whatever the case yeah. may be then then that can make it even worse for the young ones today for sure yeah i think that's really accurate and you know i was going through all of this way before <laughs> all of that social media um you know influence um but I think you know the common denominator, and what I hear, um, what 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 I, in reflection, was really experiencing, and what I hear from women now all of the time, is just the the disconnect between what you're trying to present yourself as on the outside in yeah. the world and what you feel on the inside, inside. and sure. that is you know can feel like an abyss and that's hard to reconcile sure, that, sure. that thought that you can do that so so that was the you know that was the thing that I decided okay I'm going to take charge of this one thing instead of continuing down this path of using this one coping mechanism I'm going to take charge of this one thing and so what happened 
was that the next time I found myself, because even though I didn't have any eyebrows or eyelashes, I was still going through the mechanics of rubbing my fingers over where eyebrows and eyelashes should be looking for something to pull on. Um, And so when I found myself doing that, I sat on my hands often uh, and bent over. Sometimes I would just like wrap my arms around my legs. Usually I would sit down um, and bent over, sort of put my head between my legs type thing and tried to breathe, tried to slow my breathing down a little bit. And I would say to myself, at first, you don't have to do that. Like you can stop yourself. You can stop yourself. Almost like a mantra, not almost, exactly like a mantra. You can stop yourself. You don't have to do it. And I would do that for just a few minutes until I felt like I could resume whatever else I was doing and not, you know, manically be searching for something on my face to yank out. And this also Um, shows up for people um, who pick their skin um, on their face as well. And so if you're, if you're listening and these are things that you're doing, A, you're not alone. And now you have some, some tips on how to, how to make a change for sure. Yeah. I think the most important message about and what I discovered then and still use and teach and is so valuable is that we we can only work with what we're working with in the moment. In actuality, we're working with that one moment of overwhelm of frustration of anxiety of you know our nervous tics and habits of our rapid shallow breathing of our thoughts that are causing us to feel like we're about to have a panic attack of whatever it is mm-hmm. that moment is the one to work with and i think that's why that you know, sort of sense of stay stuck in this pattern or take charge of it was so profound for me because there was this recognition that I could only take charge of that one pattern of pulling on my eyebrows and eyelashes, like when I was doing it, when I caught myself doing it, I could stop myself right then. And, you know, the truth, Jan, is that sometimes I would have to do that again four minutes later. Oh, of course. <laughs> you know, of didn't, course. didn't always, you know, solve it for very long. But what I know now is that I was literally rewiring how my brain was working. Instead of going down that old path, instead of continuing on that automatic habit that had developed and become very well ingrained by taking charge of it, even if it only lasted four minutes, I was starting to build a new neural pathway, sure. a new way of coping. Mm-hmm. And, and today, just a practice. And today you have eyebrows and eyelashes. Yes, I do. I'm <laughs> proud of them too. Yes, I bet you are. We often recommend a gentle yoga practice for our listeners, especially those who are who may have never practiced before. And tell us about the yoga pose that helped you reduce 
overwhelm when nothing else worked? Was that, was that bent, doing the forward bend or was it something else? Yeah, it was the forward bending. I think what's important to know about yoga, and, and this is a key thing that I'm continually teaching, is that it's, a, it's an entire system of not just physical postures or, and even just breathing um, and breath work, but it's, um, it's a science. And uh, you know, there's so much insight in the umbrella of yoga and it can be super simple, right? When you think about what Mm -hmm. I started doing, this was long before I was practicing. This was actually long before I really even knew what yoga was, but I, I would just bend over and breathe and talk to myself. And know now is that that's using sort of three tools, you know, a physical posture, uh, working with my breath, and you know, a mental practice, a mantra type tool. I was using those three things at the same time, so they had a a, a profound effect, right? They were very potent used oh, yeah. together. But I would do it for you know one minute two minutes in my whatever I happen to have been wearing, wherever I happen to be. You know, I even remember occasions where I pulled the car off the road and pushed the seat back and just put my head, you know, sort of on the steering wheel and and did the exact same thing. So the message is that, you know, yoga is this amazing technology of practices and insights and and you know time-tested wisdom and it can meet you right where you are at any time in a very simple way and still be highly effective so yeah definitely the forward forward bending was what did it for me then we also recommend legs up the wall it is such a Karani, my yes, favorite. yes, is so very helpful when you're when you're feeling super freaked out, super stressed. It even helps when when you're having a tough time getting to sleep to get your get your legs yeah. up the wall. Or of course, child's yes. pose. Child's pose is also very very helpful to just find some calm and and relax and get back into your body because that's what we find is that. Most of most of our listeners and and when Ananga and I are feeling a little jangly, we're often not in our body, and so a good way to right. get back in is to practice yoga, whatever that might look like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, it's like talking about child's pose. Um, that can be done at a desk, right? Mm-hmm. Just sitting, pushing your chair back, and sort of folding your arms and putting your head down on your forearms and just sort of lifting up through your chest and pressing your hips back, (laughs) you know, can be a very simple way of connecting to, uh, to your body, feeling your feet on the ground, right? That's a very grounding practice. And you can do that standing in line at the grocery store, mm-hmm. which I often find overwhelming. <laughs> uh, anytime you're, you're sitting, you know, in a meeting, you can feel your feet on the floor, you can feel all the 
parts of your body that are meeting a surface underneath of you and just acknowledge mentally that ultimately the earth is under there holding you and supporting you right Right. where you need it. And that Um, anchor is, that anchor is so helpful, especially when we start to, to feel like, uh Oh, what, what's happening here? You know, the, the breath is getting shallow um, starting to yeah. uh, want to leave my body and to, to bring it back down. I take my, it's hard to, to explain it, I guess, without seeing it, but I like to take my hands and, and hold them out in front of me, um, elbows to my side, hands out in front, and then push the energy down. So take my hands and just turn them yes. over and push the energy down. And it, that's my yes. martial, martial arts background showing up. And then, or if I'm feeling really, really low and I need an energy boost, the same thing is just pulling the energy up, taking those, taking my hands and just lifting them up. And these are things you can do anywhere and nobody even needs to really know what's going on. You know, if you're you're feeling self-conscious, this is something you can do that the breathing practices, figuring out how to, to squeeze these yoga postures in, depending on where you are, just that sense of getting your feet on the ground and recognizing, okay, right now, right here, I'm in this room, my feet are on the ground, my butt's in this chair, uh, I am supported by the earth. I want to offer something, you said the word uh uh-oh, and I, um, you know, that's something that, you know, it can be an umbrella for any time we start to have some inner experience and our minds label it as something bad is getting ready to happen or is happening right Um, which can be this downward spiral right it's really the scenario where when something is happening we we're in that fork in the road moment of you know you can either say Uh uh-oh, like, uh uh-oh, this is about to happen. Uh Uh-oh, what am I going to do? Uh-oh, how am I going to handle this? Or the the very simple yet I find profound shift is uh uh-oh, instead of uh uh-oh, think okay. It's a very simple choice in that moment judge it as it's a you know that's the same sort of pattern that many of us will take of uh oh what am i going to do and the, and then panic ensues on some level or okay you know or sometimes i say oh no to okay oh no this is happening to okay this is happening and even in the tone of the voice you know the inner voice you can hear that change from oh no I'm going down this dark path that I've been before a million times I know what's coming or okay what am I going to do here right because you know what to do what's going to happen that's right Uh, right exactly and that simple shift in your mind can often give you just that teeny tiny little interruption of the old pattern that will easily take over if you allow it to give you that teeny tiny interruption to give you just a brief pause, a brief moment to say, what could I try instead? What could I do instead? And, And in that moment, just doing something different 
even if it doesn't necessarily result in, you know, a dramatic shift in that moment, just doing something different helps to show you that you can do that, that you can take charge of yourself in that moment. Yeah. And you change, you change the narrative to what's possible, what else is possible versus falling, falling down the rabbit hole. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's a big, that's a really big and important thing to start working with. I think whenever you're trying to, you know, make a change because so much of it, as you know, really comes from our perception of the experience. Mm -hmm. And, um, and the thing that often takes us down the rabbit hole is that initial thought of, oh, no, or, uh oh, or, you know, that initial judgment of something bad is about to happen, you know, and that's an umbrella term, but whatever thoughts fall under that category of here it comes, and you know, this is the, this is, you know, and now, you know, this is starting. And then you, it's, it's almost as if you're inviting it to happen versus just giving yourself that teeny tiny little pause to say, maybe there's something different I can try. I found too, that if I, if I tell myself, you've got this or give myself a hug, just like, just hug, seriously, just give myself a hug and be like, it's all good, honey. You've got this. Uh, we know what to do or we know where to go from here or what have (laughs) you, that that beautiful building, that beautiful relationship with yourself, with your self-talk, with, it's just made such a big difference in so many ways, way, way before even doing this anxiety slayer work is, is learning how to be sweet with yourself, no matter what's coming up. Yeah. It's a key part of my work as well to really shift the perception of um, how we go through life and how we handle challenges. Because the truth is um, that the things that we encounter, our inner and outer experiences, are there to help us be our best self. They really are you know, our own personal, unique, exactly right, perfectly timed sort of set of experiences to help us grow and evolve and be the person that we can be. And as soon as we start to hug ourselves and be gentle with ourselves and embrace that experience, that that concept of life is happening for me, to show me who I can be, to help me build the muscles that I need to have what I want in my life, then a lot of amazing shifts can really happen because we stop fighting right? And I really focus on stress and stress in our bodies is the fight or flight, you know, experience. And we stop fighting and we stop running away from these experiences, which in my personal and professional experience 
show to only get worse <laughs> until sure. we stop doing that, right? right. Um, until we get the message, so to speak. Uh, Pema Chodron, I'm sure you're familiar mm, with her, says yes. nothing goes away until, you know, we've learned the lesson that we're meant to learn from it or something to that effect. Right. Um, right. And so as soon as we can really start to stop fighting ourselves and our inner experiences, stop, you know, stop denying them, stop running away from them, start to, you know, embrace them. I teach self-hug and it's one of my students' favorite tools. Yeah. Um, it's a good one then, for sure. Then, yeah, it really is. Then we can start to, um, then we can start to shift into more of a, of an open experience of life. Hmm. You created the Make Peace with Stress program. Tell us about this offering and also about your new book that will be coming out someday. I know that yeah. you're in, in the throes of, of working on that and, and getting that out in, into the world, but it started with a program. So let's go there. Yeah. Well, Make Peace with Stress is really a method and it's the method that I discovered after seeing myself in the mirror that I've already described to you um, that I'll talk about more uh, specifically so that your audience can begin using this right away. And it's a philosophy of what we've just talked about of really opening up to the experience of stress, of anxiety, of life's challenges. So the method is directly from yoga philosophy. It's self-study, it's surrender, and it's intention. So just to relate it back to my initial experience of using this before I even really knew what, was, what I was doing, um, self-study is simply paying attention on purpose and without judgment. So when I was pulling on eyelashes and eyebrows that weren't there when I was having those episodes, I simply noticed, oh, I'm doing that again. Okay. Sure, <laughs> uh, sure. And then the surrender, step two, the surrender piece is open to that moment as the opportunity that you have to try something different. Mm. That's it. Instead of continuing to resisted or instead of that you know going down that like oh you got to stop yourself from doing that you know that negative self-talk which sure. is just more resistance <laughs> right it's this it's surrendering to it okay it's the oh no to okay not oh no I'm still doing that but okay I'm still doing that what can I do and then the third step, uh, intention, is really about welcoming what it is you do want, the feeling that you do want in mm -hmm. instead. When I would notice this and say, okay, I've got an opportunity to do something about this here, I'd sit on my hands and bend over and take a few breaths and say to myself, stop, you know, you can stop. But what I found is that that same process of noticing 
what was going on when I was experiencing any inner discomfort, any inner resistance, any, you know, sort of fork in the road moment, opening up to that moment to choose the path of taking charge and then setting an intention or welcoming something different, that that sort of three-step method just I could take that and use it all the time. You know, I would be uh, having a conversation and, you know, notice that I was having this inner judgmental dialogue and feeling uncomfortable and wanting to, you know, get the heck out of there and say, oh, and see that that's happening inside of me. Okay. What, what could I do here? What would I rather experience? I'd rather be a good listener in this moment. So shift my attention, the spotlight of my awareness onto what this person is saying and, you know, cultivate an inner sense of presence and seeing them as a person and mm. that they're, you know, having a hard time. It's not about me. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, you know, or or there's a million other applications, literally maybe billions of other applications. But what I started to notice, and this is what ultimately led to, to Make Peace With Stress, is that that was a three-step method that just worked in every situation of feeling inner discomfort. Mm. It worked Mm -hmm. to shift that inner dialogue. It worked to shift how I felt in my body. It worked to shift how I showed up. And it started to change things for me. I had more and more experiences of, of feeling present, of being able to be calm. And with that increased experience of that using this method, I I started to feel more confident in my ability to just manage myself and to be in the world in a way that that felt good. And so yeah, so ultimately, somewhere along the line discovered yoga and realized that what I had been using as a tool was part of what yoga was. Um, and so I studied yoga therapy and um, started using the same set of tools with my students and it was working for them and, um, and, and then Make Peace With Stress was born because I just realized that this is a, a simple, potent and profound way to work with that experience that so many of us have of resistance to life's challenges and that we can use those challenges and that inner resistance as a catalyst for growth instead of as a as a you know thing to suffer through sure. to struggle sure. with and and for all of our listeners you can visit makepeacewithstress.com and get more information about this program, as well as the first chapter of Stephanie's book that will be coming out and and so much more. And again, that's makepeacewithstress.com. Stephanie, thank you so much for spending some time with me today on the Anxiety Slayer podcast. Your work is so very important and I'm grateful that you're doing it. Your story is inspirational. Thank you. Thank you. 
Shan, thank you so much for having me. It's been a lovely conversation and I deeply appreciate your work and know that uh, for every person that embraces their own inner growth as an important part of their life that are making a profound shift in the world. Hmm. We hope you're coming away from this conversation feeling inspired and will consider a simple yoga practice as a starting point to manage your own stress and anxiety. That was yoga therapist and author Stephanie Weikert. You can get the intro of her new book, Make Peace with Stress, and so much more at makepeacewithstress.com. If you found this podcast helpful, please consider supporting us on Patreon. As a friend of Anxiety Slayer, you'll get access to over 40 guided meditations and extra resources for calming anxiety. Visit patreon.com forward slash anxiety slayer.